Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Chelsea Pottinger is a leading international motivational speaker and one of Australia's most popular corporate wellness presenters. She's an accredited mindfulness and meditation coach, as well as a mental health ambassador for Are You OK? and the Gidget Foundation in Australia. Chelsea founded her company EQ Mind back in 2016 with the goal of introducing high-performance mental fitness to the public and corporates. This year, Chelsea launched her book, The Mindful High Performer, a modern handbook for thriving. Her story is that she was a busy and burnt out entrepreneur who then suffered severe postnatal depression once she became a mum and ended up in a psychiatric ward. This is when she put on the handbrake and started researching the science behind meditation and mindfulness, leveraging these powerful tools to create a sustainable, productive habit that prioritized mental health. In this powerful episode with a truly remarkable wellness expert, Chelsea shares her experience and tips to reduce stress and burnout, how tapping into positive energy can transform performance, the specific tools for recharging physical and mental health, and the longevity rituals that are a non-negotiable for peak performance. I'm so delighted to introduce you to Chelsea Pottinger. So before I came down to this mental heart health psychology path in this new career, for 12 years, you know, I was in the corporate world. I was living in Sydney, in uh, Rose Bay, and 12-hour days was kind of my vibe, you know. And then at nighttime, it's the alcohol, the glass of wine, the, the gin to take the edge off the stress while I'm socialising with friends and clients. It's the limited sleep to wake up in the morning to go triathlon training. It's the three coffees to get to work. It's that hit of, you know, the pavement pretty hard and it's that whole rise and grind mentality. Part of the hustle culture is also um, very much entwined with the health culture. Um, And Mm. certainly, you know, the past couple of years, we've seen um, conversations around health and you know, quasi experts in this space pop up and offer all sorts of advice and support. But I think it's really interesting the work that you do. And, and one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on the show is that you're very much focused on the science of rejuvenation, longevity, um, revitalization, and you look at it from multimodal perspective. Uh, a lot of um, the work that you do with that you know c-suite executive uh, and corporations is around identifying um, the triggers and Mm -hmm. also making um, people understand that cortisol which is the stress hormone will not only kill you but it will aid you it will rob Mm -hmm. you of um, life force and Mm -hmm. um, can potentially be stopped and you can it's one of those things that you can actually uh, modify and claim back so I want to talk to you first about uh, what you see in your practice uh, at that you know um, whether it's a mid-age or uh, a certain level of success what are some of the um, signs of burnout that 
you see and then let's talk about the triggers that lead to those burnouts and that spike in cortisol which is the beginning of the end Mm. so I think there's a few things you know like in terms of burnout and I know my own symptoms when I'm getting burnt out which will set me on a spiral of a mental health relapse I'm very aware of these kinds of things for me and you might see this with high performers is that they get very productive almost like hyper productive where they take on more and more and which sounds great, right? In theory, like imagine, you know, doing your tax while painting your house at the same time, like that all sounds fantastic. But where it actually gets dangerous is when it can kind of slip into mania and then you are not sleeping because you have got this overactive mind at nighttime and then it kind of perpetuates down into this very, very dangerous spiral. Some other things around, you know, what are people saying around you? Like there's, as an RUOK ambassador, we kind of say, okay, these are the signs and symptoms to look out for, whether it's burnout or for mental health decline. Things like if people are saying, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling burnt out, they're kind of signs or that, you know, you're having those conversations in your mind. Two, what are people doing? Have you been noticing that you're now saying to cancel plans? because you don't have the energy, right, to go out and social, which is absolutely fine. I think that's really important to be aware of that and set good boundaries. Are you noticing that you are now drinking more alcohol at nighttime as your coping mechanism? Are you more irritable? Are you noticing that your sleep's getting impacted? Are you midnight snacking? You know, it's just kind of owning this, like what we are unique to each individual. And the other thing to look out for is what's going on in your life. You know, have you just gone through a divorce? Has someone in your life just got sick? has you know have you just had a baby it could be a positive trigger that sets you off uh so i think it's a couple of things of being aware and being really educated empowered to notice what it is for you and so i know my signs definitely and i think that's a really important thing just to go inward and go well what is it what is it when i do feel stressed do i get a stimer eye do i get um, a gastro kind of upset stomach do i get eczema do i get psoriasis in my hair do i get palsy like half my face will drop these are like significant stress signs of going hang on a second I need to take a break. I need to probably go on a holiday right, and have a full reset if you're getting down to those kinds of levels. So I think it's just taking a time maybe while you're listening to these podcasts and pausing and going, well, what is it for me? What is kind of my stress trigger? Let's talk about hormonal tests because I'm 48, you're about to turn 41. Um, but the hormone tests aren't just for women or perimenopausal or menopausal. Hormone tests tell you a big story about where you're at correct and men need to do it too I get all my male friends to check their hormones it is extraordinary how many men are low in testosterone and how revitalized they feel from that one supplementation and they would die if they ever you know at first they're like no but yeah like what a power um, hormone to up if you need it absolutely absolutely and you know, some men are very active and they lift weights and they do natural ways to elevate their testosterone. They're sleeping over seven hours a night and they, they're really active in the gym. Like my husband, I think his testosterone levels are off the charts. I'm like, babe, can you just like dial down your testosterone? I'm like, mm-hmm. he's just constantly hitting me up. I'm like, babe, just, just leave me alone. All right. <laughs> um, That's a good but, husband to keep. You keep that one. Yeah, I know. We've been together for like 22 years. Um, and so he, he's a great guy actually. Uh, so I think the hormones are really underrated and I think it's, uh, do you just do your blood test through your doctor to get your hormones checked? 
Or yes, do you I, I do. Yeah, so I have an anti-aging doctor. So um, I, I do uh, the full range of hormone tests every year. And then I take prescription DHEA. I, I take metformin for anti-aging, which is a diabetic medication that I've talked about before um, under her supervision, but it regulates blood sugar. Um, it stimulates collagen. It regulates um, fat burning. Uh, the DHEA is all the hormones that I need. I don't do HRT because I find that DHEA is plenty hormone management for me. Um, but yeah, it, it completely changed my performance. And if we're talking simply about energy, performance, mm. mental youth, uh, you know, physical drive, sexual drive, all the hallmarkers of youth, it was the hormone test that really changed the way that I live and the way that I turn up in the world for my daughter, for my friends, for my lover, all of those things. It was, it was just such a, it was a light switch moment again. And the blood test really helped me understand where my deficiencies were. So I was able to make modifications to diet. Um, mm -hmm. I take, uh, I get vitamin B12 injected when I'm feeling a bit low because I tend mm -hmm. to metabolize vitamin B very quickly and I always need it. I get my vitamin D injected because it lasts mm -hmm. longer and I, and I already take so many supplements. It was just one less supplement to take. That's incredible. Who's your anti-aging doctor? I Are work you... with Dr. Alia Nasser. And in fact, I interviewed her in this issue of Ageless magazine. She is a phenomenal um, doctor and she really changed my life. And again, I sent everyone to her. She's at the Verve Clinic in Willara in Sydney. That's amazing. Do you know what's so funny is that her books are going to be full, right? Like in terms of, so I've got an integrative doctor who is phenomenal, but I'm going to go and see your anti-aging doctor as well. And I recommended her at all my keynotes because I see about 5,000 people a week, right? At these keynote events. I used to speak about her all the time. And then she literally got book, so booked out. She couldn't see me. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> I need to come hey, and see hey, you. Hey. <laughs> um, but I think that's just so, so important. And and also as about aging is that whole, you know, that whole sexual um, function as well is such a key important component. It's a, it's a youth marker. You know, if you feel yes. youthful and vital, if you have a healthy sex drive, if you feel um, energized to enjoy that aspect of your life and without the enjoyment and without the energy to enjoy that aspect of your life, the knock-on effects are huge. That is, that's a really, really important conversation. So just for a complete vulnerable share here, so I'm on a medication called Zoloft, which is a SSRI. And my psychiatrist put me on that after having giving birth to Clara. I've come off it twice. I've had a relapse twice. So I'll be on this medication probably until I die at 95. And that's okay, right? I'm very high functioning. I sleep really well. I do everything in the toolkit. And this is what I always say to people when you're taking medication. You can't just rely on the medication. And we're not like doctors. We are under the care. And I always like to say, absolutely, this, don't do what I do. Go see the doctors. I'm absolutely. such an advocate for the science. Get your own team of anti-aging, biohacking, life-affirming experts. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's that's really, really important. Like that's a huge disclaimer is that you must go and see an expert. Like you have to go and see a doctor. Every time I see my psychiatrist, which is once a year, I talk to her about this kind of stuff, right? Because one of the side effects of Zoloft is uh, sexual dysfunction for both genders. 
And so you notice, you'll notice, not everyone, but some people notice whether it's the side effect of a bit of weight gain or whether it's the side effect of sexual dysfunction. So your libido might drop uh, or you might not be able to orgasm or whatever that is. And I was having a conversation to her about this for me. And I look a lot at the research because I'm at university. So I'm always looking at PubMed SSRIs because when you're taking something, you want to know everything about it. One nice silver lining of SSRIs is that some of them actually produce more uh, neurogenesis in the hippocampus, in the memory center. And I noticed that on Zoloft, it's like a performance drug for me. I actually have a sharper memory on it. So I like that component of it. But the sexual dysfunction thing is a, is a thing. So I called my psychiatrist last November. And I said, it's unacceptable. I'm 40. (laughs) We need to talk about this and find a solution. Let's talk about what you see when, you know, when you have these clients that have come to you at the point of burnout. So we talked about the physical tests and that checklist that you, uh, is your go-to, which again, I really applaud. I love that, you know, you're a mindfulness coach, but you really understand the physical impact of stress, cortisol spikes, life changes, the hustle culture. What are the other things that you, um, maybe some practical tips that you get them to start working on that can help? Yeah, so I think a few things, like if they are feeling burnout, like I would actually get them to take on some things to help reduce their stress. So whether that's through meditation, which has just been so clinically studied now, whether that's uh, to do some breathing activities, whether that's to do a practice of gratitude journal. And again, our whole thing is to actually make sure that we give them a buffet of tools so they're not you know, so they can lean up against something that they really enjoy, right? There's no point, you know, doing everything and not everyone's going to warm to absolutely every single tool. So I always talk about it as like this buffet of like this, this toolkit that they can do. Um, so I, those kinds of stress management practices, another couple of things that I get them to do is cut out their triggers. So things like alcohol, like if I, when I have my mental health, I've had two now these mental health relapses. And again, the trigger was because I pushed myself too hard. I signed a book deal, you know, similar story to yours, where I actually had it in a really happy time. Like we trained a hundred thousand people, we bought a house, I signed a book deal, the deadline was too tight and I relapsed. And the beautiful thing is I now know my signs. I can act very, very quickly and just own it, right? Like I just called my psychiatrist the next day. I told her what happened. She's like, it's okay. Let's get you straight back onto Zoloft. Let's pause the company for a month and and double down on self-care. And two of those things I'll do straight away when I'm feeling like that is I cut out alcohol and caffeine. Now, when you are stressed and you're burnt out and you're in the trenches, I can guarantee you right now, you don't want to drink alcohol and you don't want to have coffee because you want to recover. You're in this kind of rehab, right? So you want to recover as quickly as you possibly can to get yourself back on track. Because when you are burnt out or you're feeling like you just, you got nothing left to give, not only do you suffer, but so do the people around you. The people that you love the most in this world, like my daughter, Clara, and my husband, Jay. So I need to recover as quickly as what I know possible. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. 